0: Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two, two buddies talking about
1: cinema. Hey. Oh boy! Uh, hey! I'm Idiot Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Film's Christopher Pollard.
0: And we are Cinebuds. Today, we are talking about A Quiet Place Part Two. I don't know why he came all the way up here. There's nothing left. There are
1: people out there. People worth saving. A quieter place.
0: You know that they saw that title.
1: Yeah. You know, you know.
0: (laughs) You know, in a meeting, they were like, a quieter place? And someone was like, still quiet? Mm, well i don't think that really matches the tone of the movie yeah but it's it a should have been one. a quieter place we all know it should have been yeah so a quiet place part two is a john krasinski joint and, uh, <laughs>
1: and then, <laughs> that he, sounds that sounds weird
0: he, he uh you know it it takes place after A Quiet Place Part One. Yeah. I would not watch it if I had not seen A Quiet Place Part One. Yeah. it <laughs> it picks up where that movie left off. It's got a family, and they are moving in this one.
1: <laughs> the yeah. family's on the move. <laughs> it's moving day.
0: It's <laughs> hard to to talk about without like giving too much. Yeah. but um, they are moving. That happens. It stars uh, Emily Blunt. It has John Krasinski's in it for a bit. Melissa Simmons plays the daughter.
1: Killian Murphy.
0: Yes, uh, is in it as well. Christopher, what do you think about Quiet Place 2?
1: Um, I, I have a lot of feelings about it. Okay. One is I was delighted that Juman Huntsu was in it, even if it was just for like five minutes, because I yes. just like seeing him in things. I just like yeah. him. He's got a Brad Pitt vibe to him Oh, very much so I feel like they kind of look alike They do I really want to stress my tone when I say this I liked it Christopher,
0: I am right with you
1: Yeah, I, I right? feel the same way Yeah, and this was,
0: this was I think, very importantly the first movie that we have both seen in
1: a theater. Right, it was my first movie. This is my first movie in a like feels like a year and a half, year and a few months. So, and this is and the a theater, good. Yeah.
0: It, this is a very good one to see in the theater. I remember yeah. watching the last one and being like, "Wow!" Seeing that is seeing this in a theater is really ideal. So, if you are going to see it, see it in a theater because I really feel like you would lose a lot without that. And also, it's fun to be back in a theater. And I was just hopped up on theater energy being there. But I yeah. felt the same way where was,
1: I was, I liked it. It's entertaining. Uh, I, I liked, it was suspenseful like it was supposed to be. I think it's, I mean, ultimately forgettable. But I don't want to, I don't want to like uh, take it down at all. I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable horror movie. The first one, obviously better. I mean, that's an impossible task. Yeah. Not because it was brilliant, just because like. Sequels are always challenging. I did like the way they structured it. I like the fact that they gave a little bit of before what happened, like they show you mm-hmm. the first day mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to the first movie that starts like se- you know uh, several weeks in. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice to see what happened before. There was a good action scene right at the beginning. And then they go, then they f- jump forward to after the first movie. Um, and there some interesting changes. So, I mean, overall, overall, I enjoyed it.
0: I think that this movie suffered from what, uh this movie inevitably would suffer from especially being a sequel which is that the first one had a very good and unique premise that yeah. you like really had to figure out and it really unfolded there was a lot of figuring out because it was so different right and in uh, and that was kind of that was the fun and what made that movie really good was figuring out the world trying to trying yeah. to like figure it out with them and in this one all the major points are figured out and so it um, it really it really suffered from just kind of like having all the fun parts already figured
1: out. Yeah, I mean they added they definitely added one or two major things of uh, of details about the aliens and whatnot. But it's really just like at the end you get like oh, and then this as well.
0: We are going to talk more about everything when we get back from the break. So stick around. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. A donation comes in many forms, a sustaining membership, one-time gift, and even that vehicle you no longer use. Whether it's a car, truck, or boat, Donating is a great way to support this station. Even if it's no longer running, your vehicle donation could be worth hundreds of dollars in support of the programming you enjoy. Get the process started today by visiting radiomilwaukee.org/cars. And we're back, Christopher. Oh, welcome. And we're talking about a Quiet Place Two. Um, we had similar similar opinions of the movie. So, in, I really liked A Quiet Place One. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, I was surprised because kind of neither of us really love horror movies.
1: That's true. I mean, I feel like the reason I don't love horror movies is because there's so many bad ones and every genre, every genre has like, uh, oh, this is these that we got to dig through to get the good ones. But I feel like horror movies, there's just so many of them made. and,
0: and Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. it's also it's like every single one is the same premise, yeah. which I think like I really struggle with being like. Okay, a bunch of people go to somewhere that makes them isolated, and then like someone's creepy there, or something creepy happens, and then uh, they like, you know, are yeah. There's like five horrified.
1: or six. There's five or six formulas, and you just do versions of those over and over, but like thousands of them. So yeah, you definitely have to dig around to get the the decent ones.
0: And that is what was really fun about Quiet Place, uh, the first one. There, you know the idea that like this and i think it really played on this on a good part about horror which is that horror is all that suspense you know and it is like the suspense is is the quiet place it is like that the thing that happens before the loud the the loud scare is like is all that quiet and so to like really play with that was really fun and to, like, figure out the world and to see, like, you know, remember the first one where they put the, like, the salt on the path so that their footsteps yeah, were, right. were less. And yeah. you, like, figured out how they figured out how to, like, how to kill the guys. That all of that kind of, like, you're in it figuring the things out with them was yeah. really fun. And in this one, it was just more living more in that world and figuring less out.
1: Yeah, there's like a couple of reveals but uh but yeah, m- not nearly as much as the first one.
0: Kind of the thing that I did like about this one was that there's kind of they kind of had two storylines going on at once because one like half of the family stays in this kind of like shelter that they found and half the family leaves. And so the thing the the like interesting part of this was they had these kind of like scenes where those kind of synced up. And their their storylines kind of had, like, the same dramatic arcs and the same yeah. kind of, like, scary moments. And the way that they kind of paralleled those two was kind of, like, the only thing that was kind of, you know, different and interesting about this one to me.
1: Yeah. What do you think? I agree. Yeah, I like having them separated and working towards similar goals but in different ways. That's nice. Uh, we were in a empty theater, which is my jam, because I went yesterday afternoon. I went on like a Monday afternoon. And I was so excited until the end of the credits. And then three 11-year-old boys come in, sit in the row right behind us. And then they were joined by three 11-year-old girls. So I don't know if this was like an adorable date situation. Uh Do 11-year-olds go? I don't know how old they were. They looked like they were six. What
0: are kids doing these days?
1: Uh, They're being loud. Uh, They are throwing popcorn and saying, stop every like 10 seconds. Oh,
0: wow. I love this. K Polly's triumphant return to the movies is yeah. just a list of petty grievances.
1: G- hey, guess just what? same guess, as it ever was. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, We're officially back to normal because I'm annoyed in the movie theater.
0: I mean, I was I so
1: close that. to perfection, which is that. an empty movie theater uh, for me. And, and then I get uh, like, I was with my girlfriend and when they came in, I actually said, oh no <laughs> oh my god that's so good and this then, is, i think this one
0: actually is fun with people in the theater because people are like trying to be quiet and i i think i'll tell you fun. if
1: there was more people like if that was like genuinely like a more full theater i think yeah. that would have been fun and i wouldn't yeah. have minded so much but it was just like it was just all just i can teens. hear is one set of teens stop. and <laughs> stop put it away um I actually said I, said, "I I will embarrass those boys if they don't shut up." And then oh the boy. girl, but when the girls showed up, I felt like, "Oh, that would be pretty terrible of me to embarrass them yeah. in front of what could sure. be like their first preteen date," which would be. Anyway, uh, so yeah, wonderful experience. Uh, didn't taint my my opinion. I do want to talk about. There was a funny detail in this film that I I don't think is uh, giving away a whole lot. It's essentially there's a uh, they hear on the radio they hear a recording of a song that's played over and over. Somewhere yeah, along, along the sea, the sea. somewhere <laughs> for me. Yeah, that's similar. It's very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then they that gives them a clue towards uh, to going somewhere, sure. and then. Uh, <laughs> The clue, it's essentially sending a riddle out into the world to be solved to find a place that's maybe a little bit safer. And later on, you see the radio station where the recording is come from, coming from, and there are people there. Uh, and I, I want to say, well, why didn't you just use the radio to say, hey, here's a couple of great hints that will help you out a lot, instead of sending out this Sphinx-like riddle? That you have to solve in order to get a little help I was like There's and nothing I thought, There's nothing stopping them My thought was similar It was only who is
0: lifting the arm on this needle And putting it <laughs> yeah. back to the beginning of the song Every I know. time you have, a,
1: you have a radio station's view Of how <laughs> right. that should have gone down Very much so But I mean when they got there they went It's not like they didn't know it was happening They knew that yeah. broadcast was going out They had yeah. acts, easy access to this radio station they could have just said hey everybody here's one clue that'll help you and also come on over <laughs> right. i was like are they playing around i like i can genuinely see like well we don't want everyone coming here why don't we just let the people who are smart enough to just figure the it smart out smart people which in retrospect this may be a great idea but uh yeah i just like i just couldn't uh, that was like that's a huge gaping hole for me
0: you know i think an interesting part of this is like John Krasinski's transition from Jim Halpert to one to you know buff superhero in yeah, in uh, in some of those movies, and then into like writer and director here.
1: Yeah, I mean he did a good job. He did a good job on both movies. I, I would say that uh, I will allow him to continue making movies. Oh well, thank there you. was. A, did you notice there was that uh, like hello from him before the movie? Did you see that?
0: Yeah i
1: uh, i was confused by that
0: i i said to the person i was with i was like you know they he should have just read it over once before doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> give and it a I'm, see how it sounds see how it sounds it was like he had never seen the page before and they put it in there like hey say this
1: uh john you want to try that a second time
0: no i'm good i got it nailed it i'm, I'm good. I uh, good. got it
1: <laughs> uh, I also it was just, all he did was say, hi, I'm just going made this movie. Thanks for coming to watch it. I was like, OK, you, you could have used that opportunity. I genuinely doing thought doing he was about more, to though. say I genuinely thought he was about to say, please shut up. Please don't, you know, like make a little joke at uh, yeah. the end. Like, like, don't, like, no, don't talk during talking. my movie. That kind of thing. Yeah. People yeah, are scary.
0: doing that more, though. I don't I don't mind. Selma Hayek did it in, in mind for the whatever big action movie she's in. Is now. it
1: just like thanks for coming back to the theaters? That kind of a vibe. I guess that's yeah. fine. Yeah, they've
0: but, been doing it for know, like a couple of years. It's like you know they'll just like grab them on set and do uh, do something fun, man. Do it, make it feel personal. Though yeah. it never feels personal because <laughs> they're like always reading something.
1: Individualize it to whoever bought
0: a ticket. But yeah, go see it if you want. Go see it if you want. Make sure you seen the first one. The first one was way better.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: it. Okay, Christopher. Time for our favorite segment. What else are you watching?
1: What else are we watching? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I want you to go first. Well, okay then. Um, oh, I did see a great. Speaking of horror, uh, I saw a great horror film from, of course, South Korea. South Korea yeah. is yeah. killing it. Their movies, left and right. Actually, this one was from a while ago. This is from 2016, and it's a film called The Wailing. The whaling. not like the like the fish the whale which is' a, like is a they mammal wailed on me yeah more like whale like crying like yeah. ah no, yeah. um I realized by everybody I know a whale is not a fish it just seemed easier just no. to explain it <laughs> if I said not Correct whaling, the record not whaling like the mammal no one's gonna anyway uh yeah it is a really it's got those things that we have talked about, especially for South Korean uh, films, which is that the, the tone kind of shifts halfway through.
0: Yeah. A little bit of drama, some like, uh, some beats of comedy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very similar. Like the first half is a lot more lighthearted. You set up this main character. Who's a little bit of a doofus, uh, Mm. but he's a, he's a cop, but he's like a low level. And then Mm. this, this, uh, Uh, ghosty demon-y type of situation starts to happen and then it gets a lot more serious and actually it involves his daughter so it gets very personal very dramatic and and it does get creepy and scary there's not a lot of jump jump outs like you typically get yeah but it's it's very creepy there's definitely some scary moments and i was like oh if i saw this in the theater it'd be pretty terrifying um but it's all it's a long movie it's like it's over two hours but it was worth it. And they do some real slow builds. How did you? We just kind of came across it, honestly, on, uh, what was it? I think it was on Prime. and yeah. But honestly, if I see that it is from South Korea, oh, <laughs> I'm at least going to watch the trailer. The trailer right. was really beautiful. Photography is beautiful. Uh, the characters are funny, and then they get really intense. Uh, so, yeah, I it's, it was i'm really happy i watched it and it's funny because i we watched it at night and i was like too tired to finish it so i watched like a half hour and then i went to bed classic and then uh and then i was like oh and i i really need to make sure i finish this because it was it was great that's awesome yeah i love love the South- wailing yeah the wailing
0: i watched a um
1: i watched a movie
0: that i had been meaning to see since it came out a lot of people saw it and were raving about it it's been on my netflix instant queue for i think the years yeah and i finally got around to watching it the florida project
1: oh yeah oh that's great and
0: uh, it was i don't know why i had like put it off for so long but it like i knew that it was going to be good i remember people talking about it being good i love william defoe And, uh, oh my God, it was fantastic. It was just as good as everybody says it is. It, um, it follows this, uh, young girl and she's, I don't know, like six years old and she's kind of like the main character living in this motel in the Orlando area and the whole thing like really feels like a documentary. They do such a great job because you saw it, right, Christopher? Yeah,
1: I it did. It's, it's wonderful, and that little girl is an amazing actor.
0: She is so good, and it was it's such a great job of like, of like capturing real life. And there's just so many moments where it was like. How could this possibly be scripted? There has to be parts of this that are scripted, but there has to be parts that aren't. And they got like her to really act like a kid, and all of her friends really just like act like kids the entire time in a way that is just like so hard to do. And uh, oh, it was just—it was so good.
1: I I really yeah. really really loved it. No, for sure. Yeah, it's it's there's so and there's a couple moments of real. Unbelievable tension in it, and it, it's that it's a it's that like this life that I I'm unfamiliar with, but it seems so gritty and so yeah. difficult and so yeah. exhausting. Yes,
0: and really hard to like portray without like over dramatizing it or you know and it felt real, true to life. uh Christopher, you probably my you know, my favorite part of it. It's like you've probably forgotten since it's been a couple of years. Yeah, but there's this scene where they're eating at this like buffet that they sneak into. And the <laughs> yeah. camera is like incredibly close to this, to this six year old girl. And it just holds like kind of like right under her chin. it's just like really has her, her whole face in view. And it's just kind of, she's just like going off and saying things that like a six year old would say.
1: Yeah. And she says
0: they should make forks out of candy so that when you're <laughs> done. <laughs> I don't remember that. That when you're done, you can just eat the fork.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> it was so
1: one, good. That idea has legs. That's ridiculous. It
0: days. does. That's it a was great like, idea. It's one of those things where it's like, that's definitely a thing that a, just a six year old would say. Yeah. She said it in a way that is like, but it also is like too good to have not been written and captured. And it's like, oh, was did they write that for her? That just, like, come off the dome. I mean, yeah. it was like you can't tell, and that's, like, kind of the beauty of
1: it. <laughs> also, the way you describe that shot, it sounds like it's the buffet's point of view. <laughs> it
0: really is. It, it's, it's, like, it's like the position of view from her plate
1: is, I like, love, really like what it is. I love the idea of a short film where it's just uh, conversations overheard by the buffet.
0: Oh, my God. Would, that would be so good. yeah and that idea has legs
1: (laughs) that has legs the the and by the way i I just quickly looked it up it is a partially improvised script so
0: i'm sure yeah yeah it it would be impossible not to be
1: the funny thing i watched that i don't remember which one i watched first i think i saw american honey first and then i saw uh florida project they are both about florida they're both kind of about similar lifestyles and genuinely believe and i have not looked it, uh, looked this up because i just believe it in my heart sure that they're filmed in the exact same location oh yeah because believe it. it looks exactly the like the s- same place
0: cinematic universe
1: yeah exactly <laughs> the florida the universe Florida-verse? <laughs> which is uh i'll be honest with you is <laughs> is a uh franchise i am not willing to invest in <laughs> But I am happy. Both of those movies were very good. I now am done with my Florida themed (laughs) run of dramatic film. Yeah. That's a good one to uh, finally watch. Um, I want to go back because I forgot a really good comment I was going to make about The Quiet Place. Oh my God. This is one of those situations where I should have said it in the moment, and it's not going
0: to land. It's one hundred percent way
1: past the landing it is. zone for this. And now, but I have you to. You gotta love the commitment to a failed bit. It's not. First of all, it would have it would have killed in the in the in the right time. But it's yeah. not even. A, it's not a commitment. It's just like my body rejects it. It needs to get out. All right. Okay. Let's get it out. I like the idea of the quiet place being viewed in other countries. Because other countries probably think, oh, this is America's worst nightmare, is they finally have to shut up a little bit. <laughs> Nailed it! Would that have killed somewhere would have else? Killed. What, would that
0: have killed at the right time?
1: Would have. What? It, it would have. What? It would have. Was it worth it, Christopher? It was. Like, I can't, it's, I feel 20 Take pounds. that,
0: 11-year-olds that were sitting yeah. behind me.
1: Guess what? You didn't keep me from coming up with that diamond. That's it is a joke, but it's hidden in truth. I genuinely was thinking I during the movie, like, oh man, Americans have to be quiet. That's the real scary part of this, because that's how the rest of the world views us—very loud and obnoxious.
0: Well, thank you for letting us know what the rest of the world thinks. You know what?
1: For speaking for the rest of the world. Yeah, I like to bring in the global community. He knows. I like to give you global perspectives. Oh. And Do you know why? Because I've been out of the country exactly once, and it was to Liverpool. <laughs> so who better Who better to speak for the world than I? Oh, my God. I was in Liverpool for three days. I am global.
0: Hey, yeah, you want to hear? They were all yeah. telling me. I soaked yeah. it all in like a I... sponge. Still got it.
1: I had three days in Liverpool, but I'm pretty sure I understand the entire universe. <laughs> I've got more. Woo! I've got more. This is okay. a short, a short ep. So I think right. I, I want to talk about one other thing.
0: Hey man,
1: yeah. Um, man, I saw. Oh wait, no, I got two more things. Quickly, I met Bre- Brett Newski for the first time. Oh my god! Yes, I finally met Brett Newski and it's. I met him at one of our favorite places. Lion's Tooth Books.
0: Oh my God. I saw his book
1: there on yeah. Saturday when I went. He gave me one of his uh, uh, magnets, which is great. So don't listen to Brett Newski. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I heard him say Newski. And then I was like, hey, are you Brett Newski? And then I'm like, oh, I'm Christopher. Anyway, we, we chatted a bit. Uh, I was bringing my book in there because I have a book there as well. And he's bringing his book in there. It was fun coincidence. But it was uh, so nice to meet him. He said it was the best song he's ever written, is our theme song. I love that. Did he sing it for you? I'm sure he meant it. <laughs> he tells me that. I mean, Does he? Oh, that's yes. good to know.
0: He's going to be on the Milwaukee Music Hour on Thursday, so
1: oh, that's uh, maybe excellent.
0: He'll sing it for us then.
1: Yeah, he should. That I'll should be a part of it. his part of his whole plan. That would yes. be great. Tell him to do the long version that probably doesn't exist, but I want him to make it up on the spot. Great. I, he he would love that. Yeah. He, it would oh my gosh. Please make that happen. Um, But I will, I did read a book. uh, So a iconic uh, comedian just passed away uh, in the last couple of weeks named Paul Mooney. Uh, Paul Mooney, he wrote, he's like one of those people you might not know, but you've seen him, but he's never been like really high in the spotlight. But essentially he was uh, Richard Pryor's, yeah, he was Richard Pryor's writing partner for, his entire career. He worked on all these incredible shows. He also wrote for Eddie Murphy opened for Eddie Murphy on his, one of those big like delirious tours. I think it was raw or delirious. He opened for him. And then uh, most famously recently, he worked on the Chappelle show and he did some bits on that show yes. as well. Which is where I but he's hilarious. He's so funny. And I was always a fan without really knowing I was a fan, like mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see him. Sure. He's funny. And then I didn't realize how much, he had to do with all these iconic shows. So I, I looked and he did have a book called Black is the New White, which is great. And okay. uh, I read it in like two days. It's a quick read, but it's a survey of his life. It's It talks about his life, but a lot of the book is about Richard Pryor because he had such a close relationship yeah. with Richard Pryor. Um, and it's fascinating so you essentially it's like two bios in one it's one about him one about Richard Pryor and you get a little bit about the Chappelle show and the similarities between Dave Chappelle and um, Richard Pryor except luckily Dave Chappelle doesn't have this like crushing addiction to deal with uh, during his whole life so it's it's fascinating it's a really good book it's a very funny book he claims he claims to have taught he this is a funny part of the book is that he's a very confident gentleman. He talks about how handsome he is and he is handsome, but, cool. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, he ta- he claims to have taught Obama how to fist bump in a very funny scene where essentially he meets him before he runs for president. He tries to shake his hand and he, he tries to give him a fist bump and he doesn't quite know how to do it at first. And then like iconically, um, I love that. You know, yeah. Obama becomes a he does the fisbowl quite a right. lot after that. But right, yeah, he right. makes a lot of claims to have done stuff first, which very well could be cuz like I said, he was on yeah. the cutting edge of a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he's it's a it's a fun read. And then so I've been back, I was like looking over old episodes of Sanford and Son that he wrote. I was watching uh uh Saturn. He was the one who did this iconic Saturday Night live sketch first season. When Richard Pryor hosted, he brought in his own writers. And there's a sketch mm. between Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor where they essentially trade racial slurs back together, back and forth in this... Uh, Classic 70s bit. Yeah, in this... Um, it's like an interview for a job and it gets heated because they just do this word association. It's very funny. And uh, yeah, that one's legendary. So yeah, oh, I was just... I dug in so much. It was kind of nice to review his life I wish I would have done it while he was alive but yeah
0: um, I I I love doing that some like someone who like you kind of know and you know that you know you're familiar with their work and then you like you know read the book or or look into it more and you're like oh yeah Yeah, this and this and this and then you're like oh this person is a legend They, they were always part of my identity I just never knew it
1: yeah, exactly. That is
0: such a fun discovery.
1: It was really cool. I got very excited. and I just just I honestly just go on YouTube, put in Paul Mooney and just there's a ton of really funny stuff. So,
0: you know, you know what I did the other day was I was reading uh, Hanif Abdurraqib's book and he talks about Bernie Mac's early oh, stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And have you ever seen Bernie Mac's early stand up? I, I was just familiar with the Bernie Mac show.
1: Yeah. I have seen his stand up but I don't know that I saw any of the early stuff. I think I saw it right before he got his show, but you know, just his, a little bit on TV.
0: His early stuff is so unique. Yeah. There is he like he's up there and he has these like he kind of like speaks in a like a bit of a different language yeah. almost. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's just like so much of his of his set is just kind of like is the pattern of speech, and then his like interaction with the crowd, and the like kind of like repetition of a couple bits, and it just like it just is cool, and it works. And I was like Bernie Mac, and it is so it is so different and interesting and unique unto itself. I was like yo, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, so that was awesome. So going back and
1: watching, watching Bernie Mac, I loved. I, that's great. That's I'll have to check that out because I I don't know much about do him it. at all. It is yeah, so
0: I didn't either, and it was so I watched it like several times because it was so fascinating.
1: Somebody did a great Bernie Mac impression once, and the same thing I saw the same thing when I just put Paul Mooney into uh, YouTube. Somebody's there. It's sort of like this um, tribute to him, but they do an impression of him talking. Yeah, and I love. This is another reason I love comedians is when you do an impression of someone, it immediately points out all those things that they do that make their speech unique. And then it kind of enhances the experience like, oh, that's why you're special. Like that's part of the reason that sets you apart is you have this really unique way of talking and expressing yourself. So then then watching Bernie Mac or paul mooney afterwards it's so much more fun because you're like yeah you do you do do this when you talk and that's right how you how you stress a certain thing is because you put your head this way you know whatever it is yeah so it's really fun i saw somebody do a william hurt impression once i don't even know if anybody remembers william hurt he's a very nondescript actor so i was like how do you do an impression of william hurt and then when they do it i'm like oh yeah like now i now i see it but doing an impression is such an art you know yeah it,
0: it is like because everyone kind of has a way of speaking and it's like i i hear myself speak a lot and i hear my dad speak a lot and uh, i will be like the other day my dad was saying something and i was like oh my dad does he'll he'll say things some he'll say a bunch of things really fast and then he'll say something really
1: slow yeah right yeah
0: and it's like i was like i do that exact same thing and I like hear my dad and I was like okay if I was doing impression of my dad that's how I would do it I would say something yeah. really fast I'd say something really slow I'd leave a big pause and then I would laugh <laughs> you yeah. know <laughs> yeah but it's like taken me 30 years to understand yeah. the way that my dad talks and like some people just like get that kind of like pattern of speech that everyone has I think
1: it's like, it's like comedians are if if nothing else, comedians are extremely observant, and yeah. I mean in the content of what they say. But then when they do impressions, it's like oh yeah, because you can see this because you're looking harder than most people. Yes,
0: and like and noting that, yeah, you know, not- noting a, a, like a mouth movement or that yeah. like. You know, you think everyone says a word in the same way, but it's like the way that you emphasize a word at the end or that you end a sentence by going up instead of going down, you know, or it's like just noticing those those things. I, I mean. You just don't think of it.
1: This is similar, but not quite the same. But I was doing a series of drawings of James Spader. <laughs> oh, I, just, I love James Spader. I love James Spader. And he's in so many different phases of his career. So I was like, oh, there's a lot of different versions of James Spader. So uh I did notice he does this. I mean, he has a very unique, obviously, speech pattern. And, and this is enough. I wasn't doing an impression, but just I noticed when drawing him, I was like, I want to get this down. He does this thing where he. Doesn't stick his tongue out, but his tongue is visible just inside of his mouth as if it's about to come out of his mouth. Oh. But it just wow. kind of that's just as he pauses. And I've saw it so many times. I'm like, how do I draw that? Where mm-hmm. it makes it clear what's happening. And it was very difficult. Uh but yeah, those little things really can really make the whole image or the whole impression.
0: James Spader, it's like he has made a career on being like weirdly hot and like yeah. sexual for not being a very hot
1: guy. Well, when he was young, I think he was super handsome. I think, and he yeah, had like true. the hair, like a hair to beat all hair. Like he had a feathered set of hair, like nobody's business. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's, I mean, his early career is mostly him just being a dick And honestly, his late career kind of similar, but he had, but he did some interesting stuff that wasn't just him being the villain or a bad guy. Yeah, And I genuinely, I genuinely think he's very good. Uh, But he's also so charming. He's like his way of being a jerk is so charming.
0: He's kind of like got it all. It's like he's got it all in his head. He's like, it's like all very like calculated. And he, he know he's in control.
1: Oh, for sure. It's uh yeah and hearing him on talk shows is great. He's one of those people who just always has great anecdotes. He's a good yeah. storyteller. But yeah, uh I would say the art of impression, uh of doing impressions is an art form. Absolutely. Unless unless it's my impression of Neil Young, which is the opposite of art. <laughs> oh which is the worst impression ever. I won't do it. Uh, I think I actually did it okay, on good. this show a long time ago. Oh man. Why did we forget? Well, just uh unless if we have any I don't. <laughs> Are you sure? if, we, if we have any Cinnabuds historians, I there, be, It could be kind of fun. Yeah, it could be. No. Two band will never know!
0: All right. All right, Quiet Place 2. Uh, this has been Cinnabutz. Cinnabuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Woo! We get handcrafted Sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Thank you. Our theme song is the best song that Brett Newski ever wrote.
1: That's right. Don't listen to Brett Newski. Uh, <laughs> but do, do listen to Brett Neusky.
0: <laughs> also, thank you to uh, Associated Bank. Thank you. And thank you, Pizza Man. Thank you. And also, thank you, our members of 88.9, Ray, Milwaukee, and Milwaukee Film.
1: You are the wind beneath our wings. I've said it before. And
0: thank you to uh, the best Neil Young impersonator that I know.
1: <laughs> oh, that can't be me. One and only Christopher <laughs> Potter. That's impossible. Oh, may I take a look at my life from a lot like you? Wow, that was worth the wait,
0: ladies and gentlemen.
1: Sometimes you get a little special treat at the end, and sometimes you get something you wish you'd never heard before.